right. Are you? <laughs> How excited are you? Pretty excited. <laughs> Pretty excited. <sighs> hey, we're recording. Hey, now's the time. <laughs> Hi, Jai. placed sounds greetings greetings let's go hey got him there we go <laughs> i'm in the building you are listening to the paid in full podcast i am your host mia and i am also a host by the name of jp thank you for joining us i did okay Yes, that was very good. Hey. Good job. Hey. Hey, for everybody that's listening to us, um, welcome back. We missed y'all. We are back doing what we are going to be doing as long as we do it for how long we do it, when we do it, how we do it, when we did it. That's right. And happy 2024. And welcome back to us after a long hiatus. Oh, no. Oh. That was for 2023. Get your mm-hmm. ass up out of here. <laughs> yeah. New year. New expectations. New year, new me. That's right. You got to flip the hair. Oh, um, yeah. So, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, man. Yeah. For any of our listeners who have been around for a while, welcome back to you. And new listeners, hi. We are a married with children millennial couple. Sharing our points of view on marriage and relationships through the lens of film. So we have uh, rebranded just slightly, but we think more better, more better than where we were. So welcome everyone and we hope you enjoy the Paid in Full podcast. We the bestest. (laughs) All right. So we have revamped into segments. New hot shit. That's right. So this first segment is called Name This Scene. It's early. It's only midnight. 1230. Damn. Who that? Hmm? Who's that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you don't know the number, huh? I'm the boss. Can I get two more grape sodas? Get on over here. Two more grape sodas? No, don't come over here. I'm serious. You got the sauce all on your cheeks. Mm. Oh, yeah. Now you want to be all cheek. on me. When we was in the club, you was dashing out. What was up with that? It's like a motherfucking spaceship. What do you mean what was up with me at the club? The club ain't my scene. I like to go to the club, take care of my business, you know, talk to the people I need to talk to. Put it down like that. Everybody checking you, checking me all flashy and shit. That's not my thing. You just boring, that's all. That's all. I ain't that boring. Mm-hmm. I really ain't that boring. Big shit. What I'm supposed to take this and go shopping? If I'm so boring, then what you, you know, why are you with me? First of all, I ain't impressed by that. 
You're kind of shaking the table. That's what I was thinking of, too. But we're good. All right. All right. And that was Name This Scene. <laughs> so, if you haven't already guessed, the movie, the movie is Paid in Full, which was released in 2002. Oh. Rated R for <laughs> perversive language, drug content, and some sexual activity and violence. Uh, actually, it's uh, October 25th, 2022, yeah, 2002, not 2022. Y'all, that's too late. Uh, quick synopsis of the movie, in case you have never seen the movie. Uh, let's see. It stars actor Wood Harris as Ace. Is set in the 1980s. Ace is a young man employed by a Harlem dry cleaning shop, working hard to stay out of the drug business. While making deliveries, he meets Lulu, who is a drug dealer who convinces Ace to join him. Ace recruits his friends Mitch, who is played by Makai Pfeiffer, and Rico, who is played by Cameron. Shout out to Cameron and the <laughs> It Is What It Is podcast. And the trio become major players in the Harlem drug underworld, a violent business that tests the friend's loyalty and wits as the money rolls in and the dangers grow beyond their control. And that Google review was from <laughs> Miss Mia Payton. Um, for, for those that, that really want to know, it's, um, it's a story... Um, Loosely based off the um, the lives of um, Az Faison, um, Alpo Alberto Alpo Martinez, mm-hmm. and Richard Rich Porter um, from Harlem. So while it was a pretty good story, if you if you hear it directly from from them, there was there was some some fabrication and some stuff left out. But mm-hmm. overall, it was a pretty good story. But that's who it was really really based upon. Based upon the real life. Yeah, their real lives in Harlem. Yeah, and they did. Um, there were several documentaries out where they talked about that. Um, director Charles Stone is, you know, it's Hollywood. And Hollywood's going to embellish a little bit, so. And um, um, Damon Dash and Jay-Z um, and Rockefeller, it was one of their one of their earlier films. There you go, there you go. So if you need something new that's old to watch. <laughs> What we want to focus in on is the scene that we listened, which was between Ace and his girlfriend, Keisha. And the sort of focus question or the focus that we're going to be discussing is whether or not boring, as Keisha called Ace, is the same or synonymous with the word safe. If you recall from the scene, she said, you just boring, that's all. So we're going to kind of discuss the question of, is boring the same as safe? And then we're going to kind of launch into, did Keisha help save Ace's life? Spoiler alert, all over this. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. What do you think? Go ahead. Well, okay. Well, I want you to go first. You want to take a break? Um, not sure. All right. In <laughs> just one second. All right. So again, twenty-four. Come get these kids, please help me. Come get my kids. Twenty twenty-four. Come get these kids, 
before I put them out. Babysit all you want. That's how get them with a big G. I'll buy pizza and chicken. Free Wi-Fi. Furniture available. What you want? Cash payment? A Visa gift card? It's easy. They're easy. I'm easy. It's all good and easy. It's a maximum tax deduction, right? Please come help me. Twenty twenty four, come get these kids. Please help me, come get my kids. Twenty twenty four, come get these kids. Patient full of JP. Shout out Drew Barry on the vocals. My boy gets busy. So, all right, my boy gets busy. Time for JP's opinions, thoughts, his take, his connection to the questions of is boring the same as safe? And then did Keisha help save Ace's life? Oh, what you think, babe? It depends on how you on how you look at it. Um I I really embrace boring and routine. Um because um, I come from a place where it's it's really hard enough just being being who I am, where I don't have to necessarily go out and seek and thrill seek for extra attention mm. because it, it comes naturally. So me going out there and looking for the extra that just brings unnecessary stress on. So mm-hmm. I, I I actually prefer 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 boring and mm-hmm. safe. So absolutely. So. Most definitely, that's that's a great that's a great thing to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think that um, what she was really saying was that he was a safe person? You think, in her point of view, it was her saying that I like you because you're safe, which is part of where I'm going to go. But like part of what she's saying is he because. He, in the context of the scene, he was like, the club ain't my thing. And she was like, okay, well, you just boring. Mm-hmm. So is that her way of saying that, that you're safe? Because what he was doing on the side was enough. He yeah. didn't need to go look out for the extra stuff. It's already hard enough. And then you don't want to draw mm-hmm. any unnecessary attention to yourself because it, it, come, it comes with the territory of, mm-hmm. what, of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the people that, that do the extra stuff, they're, they're the first ones to get lined up and chalked up. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Oh my. <laughs> um, I was thinking something along the because I think they did an intentional thing with her saying that mm-hmm. in the movie because he wasn't safe. Like his lifestyle that he had adopted was anything but. Mm-hmm. But in her eyes, her expectation of him is that you're going to keep me safe. Like there's nothing's going to happen while I'm with you. Which, you know, if you've seen a lot more of the movie, he had a very close call with death and it got real hairy for a second. So it was almost as if um, they were kind of the the movie makers in that scene was kind of spotlighting the kind of, I guess, like sunshine that she became. That little tiny bit of light bulb that he had. In this crazy lifestyle that he was living, like she was the one little part that was like, oh, that's a normal life for me. Because then you get to see as the movie went forward, you know, where it became of him and them together and family and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that and she was used to again, she was used to Rich because Rich was a brother. So that's she right. was used to him being flashy. And all that yes, stuff. So she might have been accustomed to with him being in the same lifestyle that 
that's what she thought he potentially wanted to do or or she or or the fact that she didn't like the fact that rich did that and she was cool with ace being being on the being on the lower lower end of it and rich for those of you who haven't seen the movie was a big time drug dealer before ace did he get he got arrested i'm sorry i'm sorry mitch mitch okay okay rich is 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 the real person Uh mitch is the 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 character the name in the the movie okay i get it i get it Mitch was a, okay, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yes. What a weird Mitch, Mitch was his decision. name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of how they look. I'm like, they don't look alike. All right. Regina Hall and Mikhail Pfeiffer, they were, okay. They were both young at the time. So. Yes, that was his sister. That was his younger uh-huh. sister. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I guess in growing up in that lifestyle that she saw her brother in, I guess she would have automatically thought that that's how all of y'all are because Mitch was complete opposite, almost complete opposite of Ace in that movie. So, yeah, I didn't thought of think about the family connection there. Yes, that's why you have to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah I watched it probably about a million times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the name of our podcast. So JP named us. So you know, classic ninety films. I didn't watch it until I was older. Um, not to any detriment to anybody. It just kind of just didn't happen until I got older. So I'm catching up. You were boring. <laughs> I was boring in the traditional sense of the word. Uh, did Keisha help save Ace's life? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You like 100%? 100%. Okay, talk to me about that. Because how, how, how would she have saved his life? The only reason he 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 should have died. Yeah, when he got shot, in it the head. was it was lucky that he even survived. So, no, she did not save his life. She had no she had no factor in, in his life. The only thing that she really gave him was someone. Some he was she was his significant other. But as far mm-hmm. as being out there in the streets and living that life, she had no impact on that. And what happened happened, and he just so happened to be lucky. Okay. Yeah, cause he got uh, he got into some stuff, y'all. He got shot in the head. He got shot in the head. So. He shot in the head. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Go ahead. <laughs> go go ahead. Okay. Uh, paid a full of Mia. Um. <laughs> so okay, so I started talking a little bit about it. Um, I'll go backwards. Okay. So I say that she did. Help save his life, and only and not in the physical sense. She was there; she would have covered him. None of that. Just that at that point in the movie, he had something that he needed to live for. Because I believe in like energy transfer and connection. And at the time, they were they were just dating; they were just you know minor. But I think when you're in a situation where you're facing certain situ certain circumstances. I think that it helps if you know that, hey, I don't have to die. I can try to will my way out of this. And if she was that one tiny speck of a hope for a quote unquote normal life for him, then he would have had a little bit more to kind of go for than just I'm going to lay here and die because they wanted me. They want to kill me. So I'm going to go ahead and die. So and it, it wasn't. Of course, it wasn't portrayed in the movie. Per se, that you know, he would have had his life kind of flash, you know, uh, as he was going out. But I think just as a human, if 
you find yourself in a situation where, okay, I could either fight through this and try to live and have something to live for, or I can just lay here and just go on because they shot me and they tried to kill me. That if you have someone who you love and you want to build a life with, that that person is going to flash into your mind and you are going to try to fight for them. I love that. You do. That's so, that's so <laughs> optimistic and fluffy <laughs> and so well spoken and everything. <laughs> I know it may not be realistic, but I, I like that. Like, I know for me, you would be that person who I'm like, I have to, I got to survive this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be without him. So I've got to, yeah, I'm shot. Yeah, it hurts, you know, but I'm going to, I want to, I want to be normal because she kept focusing on the fact that he's boring, that you're really this normal guy. You don't have to be the, you don't have to be Mitch, right? She, cause you know, Mitch ends up getting gone too, but she was like, you don't have to be that. You can be a normal guy. I'm going to, I can help you. We can go and do that together. We can go be boring together. We boring together. Cause I think later in the movie, she says the word again. She was like, we can be boring together. It was the same scene. It was the same scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. So if she was the only way that she would have, she would have been able to save, save his life. Mm-hmm. How, how, how you, how you, how you're, how you're thinking right now is if she would have been able to direct him towards his mindset after he got shot. Cause after he got shot, mm-hmm. he started thinking about them and wanted mm-hmm. to get out of the game. But if she, if he wanted, <laughs> if she, if she wanted to do that, she could have helped them get that way and maybe coach him a little bit more. That is really not about the money right. with her a little bit more to help him get out of the game and lean him towards the direction of starting the laundromats and all that stuff that he wanted to do before. Mm-hmm. Cause getting shot is what got him out of the game. Uh, I got you. So okay. that's what saved his life, him him surviving getting, getting shot. Get shot, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was unclear as to how she felt about him putting that money on that table. Like, I kept, I keep, like, running it back. And I'm she like, took the money. She was like, yeah, she took the money. <laughs> she was like, oh, big shit. You know, like, it was like, oh, okay, ooh, look, money. And then she was like, wait a minute, give me that money, though. So, so it was unclear as to whether or not she was like, "Hey, we don't have to do this." Yeah, so that's yeah. what we would have to say. But mm, okay, it was it was accelerated with him getting shot, with him not wanting to be in the game anymore. And that's a hell of a <laughs> yeah that that'll do it. If anything else, um, going getting that close and not crossing over, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm going to still hold on to my little tiny optimistic viewpoint, but I do like your addition um, that if we were trying to put it in like a linear, the way the movie was set up, that if she was like, hey, I'm normal, you're normal, I don't want to do this life, and then he got shot, then it would have been a little more absolute. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah, because she liked him when he was working at the laundromat. They, mm-hmm. were, they were talking when he was at the laundromat. Yeah, so, so it's implied that she was, yeah, that yeah. she liked him for him and not the lifestyle. Correct. Even though she took that money. Yes, ma'am. Rent still due, though. So what? it is what it is, boo. Rent is due. <laughs> um, I, I sort of uh, have your point of view about boring being safe. Um, boring for me is no drama, like no needless entertainment like we don't need extra and I like what you said about you that you alluded to it's just enough to be living every day 
you know, we brown black folks, brown folks in our country. It's enough of that. So we don't need anything additional. Um, yeah. I like when you said the club ain't my scene. <laughs> like he was really like, you know, I was just, he was all about his business at that point. And her response was, you just boring. Um, her thinking about, or me thinking about her saying that was almost like she foreshadowed him surviving. Like, because her expectation of him as being boring like her is almost like saying, hey, at the end of all of this, this life that you're living right now, at the end of all this, you can be you can be safe with me. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's almost like a foreshadowing point in the movie. So I was thinking about that, too, mm-hmm. that, you know, but at the time, you know, he got shot. That was ew, it looked rough. It was rough. Um. But we are hoping that, because they had a baby, mm-hmm. right? So we're hoping that they got past that point. He was like, I'm done. I'm over. I'm retiring. He got to go and uh, buy his line of laundromats, <laughs> which I'd imagine it's a, it's a lucrative business. Quote, unquote, laundromats. Quote, unquote, <laughs> his, his laundries. I'm, I'm here for you, for your breakdown of the movie. We, we gotta we gotta do this again and just have just just me to talk about the entire. Movie. No, oh no, that would be excellent. I, family, I'm trying to get away from from talking Man, so much. Lulu gave him some crack cocaine. <laughs> he started his career after the other guy went to jail, or the other guy got killed. I think so. No, I have a very. Um, very new way of looking at movies because I hadn't looked at them my whole life. I was, you know, well, in 2002, I was in high school, but I, I didn't see the movie. Like, it just kind of passed. And it only made, like, $3 million in the box office. So it didn't, it wasn't this huge success. But it's a cult kind mm-hmm. of movie. So, you know, in the cu- certain cultures, hey, this is the movie. This is the, this is the thing. Okay. So. But, yeah, speaking about the movie, mm-hmm. um, two things that I want to to say is first one is Cameron should have got an Oscar for playing Alpo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he played he played the hell out of that role. That role. Like, <laughs> Cameron was like, so convinced and I thought he was the real dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was like, wait yeah, a minute. Cameron should have got and an Oscar. And he looked like him in real life. Like he looked like the real life guy. Yeah. And then sec- secondly <laughs> I want to say that like Wood Harris is like in my top five as far as actors. Yes. Let's give it up for Wood Harris. Yes, shout out to Wood Harris. <laughs> he don't get enough credit. I would tell anybody he does not get enough. Wood has played a teenager yes. in the '60s in Alabama. He's yep. been a drug kingpin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he was a- the coach to New Edition. <laughs> hey, Wood Harris has played in yeah, some movies. So Wood, Wood Harris is most definitely in my hey, top in my top five. So I, just, like, I agree. If, if nothing else, I want I want that to be known. Get that man his flowers. Agree, big time. <laughs> yes, Wood. Shout out Wood Harris. Um. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. You're sick of TikTok challenges and these kids' hoodies. You need to be paid in full to make you smile in your day. Your relationship is newer, older, in between. You need to be paid in full so they don't think you're insane. Go ahead and stream us today. Go ahead and stream us today. Paid in full. Go ahead and stream a 
Somebody's had free time on the Christmas break. <laughs> you know what? Nope. Off Some, mic. Someone's creative juices have been flowing. <laughs> so, anywho, what's the end goal? Last segment here. So, let's talk about some takeaways from the movie and the scene. And I was thinking about some comparable, comparable movies. Because in the future, when we may do when we do these, is kind of do two movies and then kind of compare them to each other. Mm-hmm. That might be kind of cool. We can find like two that are kind of balanced. Um, takeaways that I heard us both say was boring is a good thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think boring gets a bad rep because people automatically assume that like when you get married right and you know we're talking real life not just movies but you get married you kind of settle in and settling is a bad thing like it's always a negative connotation with settling down like okay you just gonna kind of just let anything go now you're gonna get fat you're not gonna take care of yourself but there is a beauty in stability like it's for us boring is stable and it allows us to just kind of hone in on our little bubble and grow our cells into better people for one another and for our family. So, because I know a lot of people who are just hell bent on not settling. Don't, I'm not going to settle because I'm going to find what I need. It is not what you're thinking. Like, you're not supposed to be about to fight every day. Like, it's not, <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. If your relationship to me personally, if your relationship is one through which you are finding yourself at odds with the person every day, why are you with them? Like it feels to be too much for this short life that we live. If you are having to fight the drama every day, it's just too much. But of course, that's a personal opinion. Personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, another sort of takeaway I heard both of us say um that while um while Keisha didn't while he had a sort of idea maybe before or after he got shot that he wanted to have a future with her she did not necessarily save his life at the moment but as i think as he was as Ace was kind of coming out of being shot and kind of rehabbing that i think that's when it kind of got clear for him that he wanted to have a family and mm-hmm. proceed forward with Keisha. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take our ideas and synchronize. That works. Sync and, them. And the moral of all the story is, is drugs are bad. Okay. <laughs> drugs are bad. <laughs> all drugs. Taking them in, selling them, dishing them out, cooking them up. <laughs> Whatever we doing, rolling them up. Throwing them up. I don't know. The only successful drug dealers are the U.S. government. <laughs> uh, uh, comparable movies. Um, in that era of, what are we talking about? Early? So, like, this era. <laughs> I'm going to keep going because um, they might be listening. Um, <laughs> this is what? We're talking late 90s, early 2000s, right? Because it's in that, like, era. Um, we got other Rockefeller films, don't they? Don't they have other ones? What's the one with Beanie Siegel? The, the one that I Kevin hate Hart. to watch. Uh, Paper Soldiers. Paper Soldiers. Yeah, because that came out around that time. That was a little Kevin Hart. You talking about um, State Property? Yeah, the state property. I, I hate that movie, but I watch it. 
when it comes on, I'm sitting here like, oh, I hate Bean's character in that movie. Just, oh, <laughs> but I sit and watch it. It's like one of those. I don't know. I guess nowadays in 2023, 24 now. He was a sociopath. Yeah. Oh, he really was. And But it's like a 2B movie. Like, I guess it would be like a, a 2B movie nowadays. I'm going to stop this in the rock now. It's the what? You're going to stop this in the rock. No, we're not. I'm just saying it would. This was probably the best one out of all of those. Paper Soldiers is a good movie, too. That one got some comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, Not really any love, though. There's no relationships in there. Not any worth pulling apart like this one. This was like one that was like, oh, they actually could be in love. Yeah, Kevin was in a relationship. He had a girlfriend. He did? Yeah. Okay, we might have to do that. He had a girlfriend and a daughter. I gotta go back and watch it because it's been a while, y'all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But the 90s, late 90s, the turn of the millennium, it was a lot of, I think a lot of these movies came out of our fear of Y2K. <laughs> like, it was a whole big thing. And you looking at me like I'm crazy, but I mean, the movies reflect the time. And at the time, we didn't know what was gonna happen when we flipped over to 2000. Okay. I know you remember you were in high school. You were about to you were graduating. You mm-hmm. graduated already. Yeah. At twenty two thousand. Yeah. And I was sophomore. At twenty two thousand. Uh uh-uh, uh, don't do that. I told you I'm trying <laughs> to get back into talking. So, somebody lost somebody turned thirty nine. I did. And my vocal cords just got loose. <laughs> Whatever. You said loose. Anywho, so what other takeaways do we have? Let's see. As it, um, it's it's one of my top movies. Yeah, man. like I watch it every time it's I get, I get a chance. I I can't I can't I gotta have to stop watching this edited version. But oh, yeah. I do I do have do. It on, I do have it on DVD somewhere, and I'm pretty sure it's streaming. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is. The, the TV is is coming on TV now. Yeah, yeah. It's nay on the on the edited version. I agree because they <laughs> they do all kind of random curse word substitutions and sound effects, and they cut, cut the scenes up. Yeah. So that's TV as it goes. So, anything else, Mister Mister JP? I'm good on this. I want to know what 2024 has yeah, in man. store for Miss Miss Mia. Oh, quiet is kept. Miss <laughs> Mia has been doing some humongous, tremendous things, and I'm extremely proud of her. So oh. I'm just trying to see what it is. Yeah, we gonna find out. She's trying we? to retire me. <laughs> I am. I'm going to retire my husband. I'm going to do a tab. I'm, I'm retiring. Let's give it up. <laughs> um, um, this is going to be a good year, I think. I think it's going to be a year about our, our financial growth, I think, and a lot of just more maturity for us in terms of what we want and what we're not going to let into our into our circle. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm for it. As long as I got you, we good. Hold my hand. Let's go. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, trying to be, be here as long as I can. So mm-hmm. one thing I do have to do is, again, I have to become damn near a muscle man so I can <laughs> keep my hip in place because my uh, hip is on, my thigh is on fire right now. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm <laughs> so sorry. That's, that's just it for me, just being, um, trying to just maintain um, a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the same. Activity and peace. Activity and peace. Yeah, man. Here we are. I hope everyone else is. get some gold BBSs. <laughs> oh no, we're not getting them. We're not flashy. We boring. Shit. 
So I hope everybody's 2024 starts beautifully and keeps going on. I hope you guys set some really good, sustainable, realistic goals. Don't go out there talking about you're going to lose 20 pounds this week or this month. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Okay, slide back in here nice and slowly. All right, one pound we'll do this week. Thanks, because <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not trying to lose weight, but I'm just trying to feel better. Like we just want to feel healthy. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel fit. So go and lift some weights and be mad and be be sore and mad, but it's fine. And do the sex. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode. Oh, if you are interested in communicating with us, we are available on. What are we available on now? Instagram, Facebook, Gmail. There you go. Paid in full pod at gmail.com. And we're going to come back in another week and bring you another take on a classic 90s film. And we'll. See you guys when we see you. I know it's the new year, but my baby boy made a damn Christmas song, and I'm going to play this throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So it is streaming everywhere. So y'all go and go look up my baby. Um, It's by Good Question, and it is called called Santa Santa. Santa.